Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right, and to make sure we don't become negative Nancys, mm. we have made this a drinking game where anytime we say something negative about the film, we drink, people. We hear this sound. Mm. Dave, I'm clipping my microphone so good. I, I hope my audience... You're, no, like, it's fine. It's, it's coming through just fine. Don't worry I about hope it. My, I hope the audience understands our excitement for talking about this Nicolas Cage film. But yeah, it is a positive film criticism podcast. That means we are here to pump this movie up and give you a good time, people. That's our game. So if you haven't already, while Jeff was waffling, pour yourself a glass and yeah. uh, <laughs> let's grab a hold of Willie. Well, I w- what, Dave? Okay, hold on. I know you're from Australia, but you just said you just said Jeff was waffling and grab your Willie, and we're a minute into this podcast. All right, so if you're joining us for the that, first that time, be a clear thanks sign for coming. We'll see. Us. I hope we see you again. For anyone who doesn't follow our podcast, we record two episodes at once, so we're already drunk. <laughs> we did our, this yeah, our Space Jam was pretty pretty tame, and then. And then we the just beer kept hit. drinking. <laughs> um, yeah, we just talked about Space Jam, a new legacy starring LeBron James. Who? Um, yeah. So the the best, the greatest basketball player of all time, number one. Mm, Is it? Yeah, sure. There's a good argument top, for that. Top five, two. Yeah. John, shout our people out. You know what? <laughs> we have some sponsors. We have a beer sponsor, and his name is Carlos Barroso. If you want to give him a follow on Instagram, head on over to C Barozo Bar 2019. That's C B A R R O Z O B A R 2019. And if you're digging the music at the beginning, middle, and end of this podcast, it is provided by the artist Dasein. And you can head over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist and download all the music for free. So please do that and like us, love us, share us. We're on the socials at the love of cinema pod, except for Twitter. We're just at the love of cinema. Come at us. Tell us what we should be talking about. We love movies. We do all these different segments. Give us some input, suggest some things. We'll get back to you, Jeff. Let's fucking talk about Willie's Wonderland. (laughs) Willie's Wonderland, apparently originally titled Wally's Wonderland is a movie starring Nicolas Cage that is streaming on Hulu. And what else do you need? Now, I know there's a lot of Nick Cage movies out there, all right? I know there's a lot of Nick Cage movies that you could choose from. And I know every time you start a Nicolas Cage movie that was made after the year, let's say 2010, your first question is, how are Nicolas Cage's financials? How is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I'm going to tell you, people, we still don't know, but... I do know one thing. This per- this man does not like memorizing lines, but that's okay. That is something for I'm, we'll get to later. Yeah, I'm actually wanting to get the discount because he didn't have to memorize any lines. Is that why? He, okay, because okay, I, I don't know. Was that was that the case? Was that the thing? you're speaking to the five point <laughs> five? I'm sorry. This is this is part of the Nicolas Cage story at this point. We've heard the rumors about him buying islands and castles and going into debt. I don't know if any of them are true. To be honest with you, in fact, I'm gonna go ahead and say they're not. Because his financial manager would, he would never, he or she would never work again because those National Treasure movies, at least by the third one, you have to say, Nick, I swear on my life, you're not touching a cent of this fucking movie. (laughs) I'm not letting you. I'm putting it into investments. Anyway, it's a $5.5 million budget. The script, as Dave was probably alluding to, 
well, it, he was alluding to the budget, but the script is on what's called the blood list, which is a list of highly anticipated genre scripts. Blood, yeah, so slasher films, horror movies. Horror movies are profitable in Hollywood, and they usually mm. can be made for a very low budget, so there's a low risk. So you look at, I'm sure John loves talking about um, Blum, Jason Blum and Blumhouse. Blum mm. worked for Miramax, and then he was like, screw it, The Purge, Paranormal Activity, uh, and now he's a you know, hundred millionaire. Um, so this movie was one of those, and, and essentially all you really need is one well-connected person. In this case, it was Nicolas Cage who co-produced it, which is a fancy way of saying, I get money if this makes money. <laughs> co-produced men's, my name is on this. I'll call some friends. But if this makes $100 million, half of that is mine. Thank you so much. Um, and that's where we're at. This is not well-reviewed. This is not <laughs> a well-reviewed movie. Um, 5.5 Metacritic, 44 uh 4.4 sorry on on um imdb i'm gonna start over what's what's the audience score (laughs) 71 percent on rotten tomatoes so there you go this is perfectly perfectly fine all right i'm I'm getting into the preamble a little early so let me just give you the the, i'm actually i'm actually i'm really excited about the plot again this is streaming on hulu for free it's only i think it's less than 90 minutes so people just watch this movie with watch it with a friend like be social it's expensive out there one thing i learned from the pandemic is it's so much cheaper to be at home oh yeah <laughs> it's so much yeah. cheaper to stay at home <laughs> but why have a friend over get it get it get some beers say there's a 90 minute nicholas cage movie that i promise you <gasps> we will never forget if we watch this <laughs> here is the plot a quiet drifter guess who that is is tricked into a janitorial job. I'm going to stop there. <laughs> a quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job. I mean, we've all been there. If that doesn't, if that's a, <laughs> guys, I'm going to say this before I finish this. So far, this it's synopsis. a Steinbeck novel. I don't know. This is pretty good. Guys, yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? What's funny is I, I have a Steinbeck joke ri- written into my notes that we'll get to soon. Nice. So, Oh, I have a Stein, I, seriously, there's a Steinbeck joke written in my notes. Locked okay. ready? Here's what I'm going to say. This is the, these are the kind of movies that I'm like, this is why we need a podcast, for sure. Because <laughs> I'd never heard of this movie. This is on Hulu. It stars Nicolas Cage. There's a lot of movies on, that star Nicolas Cage. It's 98 minutes, minutes. It knows exactly what it is. And what, what the... Like, prop this shit up. How good is that premise? Oh, I'm quite a drifter. Keep going. Keep going. going. So Nicolas Cage is tricked into a janitorial job that requires a lot of shirt changes. I have the na- Yeah, you have it. At the now condemned Willy's Wonderland, formerly Wally's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans, titans clash, clash. <laughs> and if you didn't already assume this was the same thing as a game of tug of war, only one side will make it out alive. That's right. Nicholas Cage fights animatronic stuffed animals. Demonic animatronic sounds like a lyric from Rocky Horror Show, I swear. <laughs> It's in there somewhere. There's sure. definitely a lot. Look, you guys. This stars, this stars Nicolas Cage and a whole lot of attractive co-eds who are very yeah, young. Yeah, this tiny sleepy town is is a sexy town. It, like most of the people in this town, it, it, at the teenage age, 
are uh, they're good looking human beings for no they reason. Spectacular at all. headshots. They're all very diverse. They are ready to. They are all very up to date on how you dress. This is. I mean, this is. It every single small ridiculous town. genre trope that you were looking for exists Johnny, in this movie. John and I just spent a weekend in the middle of nowhere in a town that had nobody in it. And I promise you, they were wearing flannel with Confederate flags. They were not dressed the way that these people were dressed. <laughs> that were like ready to kick some ass. I mean, honestly, the reason that I thought it would come to me. What's that? What's that like somewhat horror? The ca- uh, uh, castle on the Hill? What's House that? What's that horror? Uh, House. Uh, uh, no, 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 Cabin no. in the Woods? Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Cabin in the Woods. Like, mm. is, this is right up Cabin in the Woods' alley. Yeah, um, I think. Uh, okay, go for it, Dave. What What do you think, dude? Dave is the one who told us about this. An, you know, we're always, we're always like, help, you know, trying to recommend what, yeah, what should we yeah, do next no, I, week. I, I suggested this uh, basically so that these guys knew to never let me suggest a movie unchallenged again. Dave, 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 uh, I'm, t- I'm telling you, yeah, Dave, I'm telling you, no, I'm telling you right now. Fun. This was this fun. is this is. The, the perfect suggestion. These are the kinds of movies that we need to be covering. This is it. A lot of and people it, are covering Space Jam, I mean, which we just covered. But this movie mm, needs some attention, and they need people yeah, drinking while they're like talking the, about if, it. If you if you love horror films, like if you're a horror buff, you and you like a lot of horror buffs are also Nicolas Cage buffs, especially after Mandy. Um, yeah, you are gonna enjoy at least. I would say 80% of this film. It gets a little bit slow at times, but like all is there. Like everything that you want is there. Can I throw the caveat in hmm. that if you don't love horror films, but people keep talking about horror films and you're like, I don't love horror films, watch this movie. Yeah. Because this is the perfect like compromise as I well. Will, so if you I love horror them, movies and if you don't know if you love horror movies, this this is right in the sweet spot for you. I will give them props that uh, like when the first animatronic cuts loose, I looked up how this was done. Cause I was yeah. like, well, that looked like that was actually like the first one. The the ostrich is really fucking good. Was that like, an ostrich? Okay, it was so, an ostrich. Yes. So I did want to. I think my only, uh, and I'm glad you brought that up. I think my only real critique was that I think they may have overused some of the CG, just because my favorite moments were when they were clearly just framing it in such a way and cheating so that Nicholas was just like hitting like a doll. Mm. And- no, um, none of that was CG. The, the ostrich was practical. I don't uh, that was, that was, that was made, that, that was the, made by a special effects technician with a history of puppetry. The way it moved, it moved so smooth and quickly. Yeah. Like, and the way she That's moved really thing. fast. Like I, when that she was, was, that was a stunt performer in a costume and like, obviously they sped some of that up, but like that, a lot of that wasn't CG. There's only a couple of bits that were CG. Like they had wow. to paint out the, they had to paint out the, the reason, like when I say it was an animatronic puppet, like it was a puppet with animatronic parts, but there were guys in green suits operating that thing on camera that they then painted out. Wow. But like the, I found yeah, that hard to ostrich. believe because I feel like it was but clear yeah. when it looked like that. And there were times when they moved and they looked like, oh, they're moving with no, CG. No, that was a hundred percent. Like that first one was, yeah. Like they painted the operators out, but yeah, that was, that was practical. Wow. She moved so fast against him wow i don't know if i believe you i want to believe you but i don't know if i believe you but this is uh i mean i'm, I'm just quoting all the research i did so you know i i think that this is a uh, this movie if anyone liked mandy this is like the opposite of that the barry manilow song stuck in my head what, what sure. is this movie uh, mandy is a is a horror film from like 2015 i think and nicholas cage is in it and it's a serious horror film it is like oh, a, yeah. a trippy strange horror film he still it still comes down to like a big bloodbath fight with him and these killers but it's 
it's presented sincerely, unlike this, which is like, and you should be clear, I, I agree with what you're saying, like, give this horror movie a shot. But even on IMDb, it's titled Action First, Comedy Second, Horror Last. Like, that is how it is done in the <laughs> genres. So there, I do think this is exactly, if, you, if you're looking for like a ridiculous kind of cheeky, uh, mm. you know, campy slasher horror film where there's a lot of really good cuts to Nick Cage, like brooding in his ridiculous way. And yeah. then they fight, you know, these robot puppets. Like, I mean, that's it's exactly what you I think mean, it is. <laughs> he's beating down demon-possessed animatronics to a country version of head, shoulders, knees, and toes at one point. Yes. Like, that, you, you can't beat that for an image. It's just, just, you're just like, oh, my God, this has gone there. And it, But it's it does. It's a little, uh, again, I, th- I feel like it seems like Nick Cage is making a career out of choosing films that elevate other filmmakers. Uh, so he's using exactly. his star status to elevate productions that otherwise might not have got distribution. And I mean, I'm I like this because if he wasn't doing this, then both this and jujitsu might never have been picked up by a distributor. And now we have them both. So that's that's mm. that's for Nick Cage. <laughs> that's for Nick Cage. This, so that's that's really the big question with all these Nick Cage films. Here is how much where does business meet opportunity for this person because. He's done very well in some very big, big Mm. picture movies, obviously, over the course of time. For the past 15 years, not so much. He sort of has become a caricature of himself. But today's point, that's 100% true. There are, this is so funny when you see A-list actors and it's like, well, they weren't being offered scripts. Yes, they were. They were being offered bad scripts by people who didn't have any money. So, but there, there is, there are scripts out there that literally Nick Cage or somebody who's an A-list person can pick up and, and just make some calls and get a, a million or two million dollars like there there are that is what it, being an a's and even an a minus actor can do it's funny like even even in this uh when he stepped in and was obviously the the only a-lister in it he you know how like you hear reports of people disappearing into their trailers and stuff like that apparently he was beside the camera for almost all of this watching what was going on taking it in offering suggestions here and there like he was very present yeah because honestly I- who was I talking about jujitsu? Dave, were you and I talking about it on this yeah. episode, on this show? No, no, on this show, yeah. And okay. I, I hated it. I did. I really hated it too. Yeah. But uh, I think Matt and Mark, Matt and Mark movie <laughs> podcast. I think we're about to be on their show. I think. I think they really had a good time with that one. So, let's bring yeah. up Willie's Wonderland when we talk with them a little. We later will. Tonight. We'll send them. Send them Willie's their, their way. But, but just like jujitsu, and just like all of these movies, <laughs> if anyone has you know done I'm a deep as dive, many of these in as I can. You get them in, dude. If anyone has done a deep dive into these kind of ridiculous, like way back there on Netflix, Nick Cage movies, mm. uh, to his credit, he he is always aware of the movie he's in. He he yeah. knows what he's doing, and you can usually see the talent. Now it's not just the awareness, but like, I mean, he's funny. There were so many wonderful cuts to him and just moments. And and don't forget, folks. A quiet drifter. They mean that literally. He's mute. He doesn't say a fucking yeah, he word. He doesn't say a word. The entire there was time. originally there was originally one line in the screenplay. I'm and glad they, they took it. it out, dude. Yeah, yeah, it was not necessary. Oh, it was it was terrible. It was come at me, bro. And he and communicated they, so they cut it so out. Much. Like, yeah, he communicated That's the line. So much. <laughs> yeah, that was the line. Yeah, they cut, they agreed me, to bro. cut it. Yeah. I'm just saying this is another one of those things where like he is surrounded by. Oh yeah, quick shout out to. Uh, I wanted to get this in there so I didn't mess that up. Uh, what is Phoebe's friend, the homeless woman, the 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 sheriff in this movie, Beth Grant? Yes. Yeah, 
I know her as Lizzie, the homeless woman from like the first season of Friends. I haven't seen I haven't seen her in so long. Oh, she, oh, she's, she's in she No was, Country for Old Men, Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah. I know she's, she's, I know in she's No in Country stuff. for Old Men. I know she's in <laughs> stuff, but like this was a good example of uh, we just said all those things about this movie, the cheesy stuff. This is a good lesson though for the ingredients that make these kinds of movies good. Nick played it as seriously and you know as as aware as he could. And mm. I think she did too. So you had the kind of negative foil and our hero, our, our brooding silent hero, who just again, just to play this game with these kinds of movies, I always bring this up. Imagine if you had casted, uh, casted is not a word. Imagine if you had cast bad actors, you know, with a much, this, I think this is estimated at a $5.5 million budget. I'm not saying all that money went to these two actors. I'm just saying they know that there are some people who actually do need to be good to make Bad cheeky horror movies, good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't just hire really bad that's, actors and hope that thing. people like, are going to like it enough. You in, know, for, it's important. for the for the intense horror crowd, there is no such thing as a bad horror movie. Almost like they right, will right. forgive a lot, and Which this is, this yeah. definitely rises above a lot of the some of well, the things we've seen. I mean, it, it's it's on a par with Neon Maniacs. Yeah, what did you, this Dave? I feel like you're, don't hold comedy. back, bro. I want to buzz the shit out of you. I think you dislike this movie. Go for it. I want to hear <laughs> no, you. No, I didn't. After it. I didn't dislike this movie. I just found some flaws with it. Like some of it is cinematography flaws. I hated the color. The color. Oh, you texted in this, us about that. Yeah, I remember yeah. The color in this was crunchy. It was crunchy as shit. They they, they went too far. Yeah, they probably. Uh, you know what, Dave? I'm gonna he go did. and I, I'm gonna guess. And I, I mean, know that I know that your rate is pretty good right now for all of our uh, listeners. Um, I'm gonna guess they didn't pay a lot for coloring. I'm guessing they got someone who uh, had the free Da Vinci Resolve and said I was a colorist. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> I was going for it too. Probably not that. Probably didn't stoop that low. But, All right, what uh, else? But what no, else? No, what else? I was, it was, but the thing is, like, they shot this on an Arri. So, like, I know it's capable of better image quality than what it's some capable. of those scenes we got. Um, Do you think also, that was on purpose? I think they tried to stylize it, but I think I they just too. went a little too far. Like it's a, it is a it is a a common thing with like filmmakers up and coming. They try to go crunchy, right? And they just end up compressing the hell out of the image, and you lose all those fine definitions that you really want in this. Actually, I'm looking could, at I'm looking at been, screen grabs, and you're they, right. There's they could like have no been focal point. So much more. Um, also, yeah, as far as the uh, the lenses on the on the camera, like there were times when they obviously they're in a quite a small space, and they they had this massive lens curvature, and they didn't correct for it. Thank you for so bringing that up, dude. What anyone the fuck that was anyone that, that yeah anyone that walks to the edge of the film, like and, and sorry the edge of the frame suddenly turns into Slender Man. I was wow. curious, but again, I think it fell into the. I'm not going to buzz uh, that because that's pretty pretty smart. The stylized thing, I, I am curious. I was just curious. It didn't really like. I didn't really have a much of an issue with that. I just couldn't quite understand why it was there. I wasn't sure if I yeah, understood I, I, the yeah, point I, of that. I, I don't know. It just. I mean, it might have been intentional. If it was intentional, it didn't work. Right. Yeah, I think. Mm. I, yeah, uh, that's uh, the most days been Nick, buzzed in Nick a segment. Cage, oh, wow. Nick Cage uh, does. This is like classic acting exercise stuff. Like yeah. he has this dilemma. He has these obstacles where he has to, you know, every now and then he gets attacked by a killer animatronic robot and he has to, <laughs> he has to destroy it. It's a it. sentence you don't hear often. <laughs> but throughout the night, he has been hired to clean up this entire place. So the whole, the structure of the movie keeps going back and forth between him cleaning, taking a break, drinking his favorite pop uh, punch or whatever it's called. Okay, we're going to come back to that in a second. <laughs> and, and killing robots. So I, there is a there is a good little little fun aspect to this that he actually does 
do what he was hired to do. Yes. And then it doesn't just <laughs> slip into that, which is another reason why the ridiculousness is there. Cause in a lot of movies, like, you know, m- more sincere horror movies, like descent and God, everything they get sidetracked and it becomes about escaping the killers. Yeah. He doesn't try to escape at all. There's all right, a funny so line in here. Let's, let's, they're throw not trapped in here. Yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. not, uh, he's not trapped in here with them. They're trapped in here with him. Which is a ripoff about- of a line from another movie, but, um, which I can't movie? remember what film. I can't remember what film it is, but I've heard that before. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, um, I'm going to bring you back to that, like because that is one of the biggest criticisms this film got when it was released. Um, and people started watching it. <laughs> no, no, like I'm, I'm talking like I, I went into the comments for this one because I'm like I got to see what people are saying. And it's the funny thing is, everyone was had no problem at all with any of this. They were on board, except for the fact that, and we're gonna, I'll throw out the spoiler alert now because we're gonna spoil some stuff here. But they don't explain ever why he is different yeah, from anyone else was, that was put in this thing. Because basically, the that, premise yeah. comes out that they're they're basically they have a a group of serial killers who uh, possess these things and they're now feeding them it's to keep the great, town alive. Great montage. Pause. Sorry, Dave. Great yeah. montage, especially when you get to the first animatronic who you know is a serial killer that is in the animatronic body that just bites like a kid. It's a child, yeah. and it's and it's it's not even and realistic. I, it's like taking a stuffed animal on an arm, like you the, would do with like worst, your one year old nephew, except blood flies out of it. It's like the Whoa. worst part is I wanted Nicolas Cage to be that kid, oh. but you never find out who he is. You don't find out why he's so special, why he's the one that's able to beat them and finish his job, why he's drinking them, why he's playing that pinball machine, why that alarm keeps going off. They don't answer any questions. They just finish no. the movie and drive off into the sunset. Well, the worst thing they do, though, is they introduce the fact that he's a wanted man by showing a poster of somebody with his picture on it. That That's the worst thing they did because you, you have to follow through on that. You have yeah, to I think I missed that. Was he on a wanted picture? I missed that, too. Wait, you serious? He rips it off the wall. When he when he's at the guy, when he's, you know what? No, no, might... no, no, no. He's referring to a different. He when he, it's when he sees the missing persons. He it's when he's at the mechanic. Nick Cage is I at the mechanic. I thought one mechanics. was him. I no, thought one no. was him. No, and he looks and he realizes, well, this county has a lot of missing persons. That's that's how I interpreted that. But he ripped them off the wall. Yeah, that he just. I don't remember him ripping himself off the wall. Anyway, right, right, maybe right. maybe anyway. it was. I I don't know. I missed that bit. I was pretty stoned watching this one. So, <laughs> one of my co- one of my co-hosts recommended that, that I get nice like this, and ripped before yeah, watching yeah. this one. Yeah, that was not me. I, I I watched it less it than twelve hours me. after finishing a thirteen-hour drive, and so I might have been high on my own supply. But you know what? You know, I was I'm, a little I'm loopy gonna, on this one. In defense of the filmmakers, just play devil's advocate. I'm going to push back a little bit on you guys. Do you think that they had a little more exposition about this guy and then Nick Cage signed on and they were like, done. We don't need, because it's Nick Cage. And the he script- has this, hold on, he has this weird like Chuck Norris thing about him, right? Like the Chuck Norris jokes. You kind of yeah. don't need to explain shit about who this, who Nick Cage is anymore. Like, of course he's that weird fucking new drifter guy. I, I Dude, I want to have, I want to sit at a bar and have lunch with Nick Cage. Just, who doesn't? I bet it'd be doesn't? great. Yeah. yeah, I bet it'd be Like, fun. I want to, I want to, I, I want to talk to this guy. Because it would be the most amazing experience, I, I would imagine. Yeah, my let's get guess, him on the show. My Nick guess, Cage, I, call us. I read some. Us. I read somewhere on probably like IMDb trivia, like nowhere particularly special, that Nicolas Cage was was especially um, protective of the script because he bought it off of this um, blood list. So he wanted to protect the script, like it was ready. 
Part of me thought, though, that maybe that they wanted to change it once they got Nick Cage. And they're like, oh, shit, we got Nick Cage. Okay, what can we do now that we got Nick Cage? And he went, mm. no, 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 no. I don't want to memorize any lines. I'll just I'll just do the script as me and it'll just make it better. Like as opposed to being like playing into Nick Cage. You know what mm. I mean? So I that that's my guess. And now I don't know. It's a chicken or the egg. Was it Nick Cage or was it the script? At this point, it's like if I was Nick Cage, I'd be like, I want to do this movie yeah. and don't change it. I mean, for these me. don't the change direct, it for me. The director did have the script before Nick Cage saw it. Years. Uh, apparently at least five years. Yeah. Um, and then they sent it. They managed to get it to Nick Cage's agent, who, and he straight away went, "Yeah, I'm a." Nick Cage's agent reads everything. All right, yeah. so he must have here. I'm sorry, I keep saying he. <laughs> that right, agent, I, I assume it's he because I saw Entourage. Must, he or she, must, yeah, or they watch. They they, they have staff writers that things. that literally they're like shit. We have Nick Cage on staff. You you have to read everything. You never know. John's go- John's going to film school this year. You know what? One of Nick Cage's interns is going to read one of your scripts. That's a fucking promise. <laughs> I would be honored, Nick Cage's intern, if you would if you would give it yeah. a go. I think can't hey, you we'll, see it hell, though? We'll have, you... we'll have Nick Cage's intern on the show. What the I hell? would love it. All right, let's let's talk a little bit less about Nick Cage for a second though, because okay. here's here's where the okay. movie kicks into gear though. Is, is so Nick Cage he goes to this place and he actually tries to clean it, even though as you are suggesting, we don't know if if. If Nick Cage's character has any idea what's going on, if he assumes that something ba- as bad is going to happen to him, we, we, we don't know where, what's happening. But then we have these very attractive um, people from the town who are dressed really well. And they're going to do the usual things. Two of the characters do do it, which I wouldn't necessarily like b- gloat about. But at the same time, it's this, this kind of it's the rules and, and this kind of movie. It's like sometimes if you're on Friday yeah. night with your friends, you know, it's good to know that that's going to happen. No, there's no nudity. Like, Respect no, your actors. But nope. yeah, that, that kind of stuff's going to happen. <laughs> oh, you got to. Re- I, I, I did actually ask myself, like, is there an intimacy counselor on set? Because they're doing punch ins of boobs, but not exposed. You know, anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, th- th- that's part of the rules of this thing. But then the Nick Cage storyline kind of goes off to the side, which is probably, Dave, how they get away with not answering a lot of these questions. Is because just when you start having questions, then five, six new kids come in, and then one dies, yeah. and then and all it, of a sudden well, two the die, is, uh, and then it's Emily, like... Emily Tolster, who plays the, the, like, the main girl who works opposite Cage, like, she has a really good backstory uh, in how yeah. she gets to the town and Agreed. why she knows what's going on. Her introduction is one of the funniest things I've seen in a fucking horror film. Like, she's literally trying to burn this thing to the ground. She's poured petrol on it. She's trying to burn it. And she's flicking the lighter, and you just hear the the word, like, the the blast of the police siren. She's like, fuck me. And (laughs) I'm like, that's the best character introduction I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I did that think, was, and and the way they did the punch ins was very, like, it's like a, I I wrote down, this is my, this is my uh, Steinbeck joke, John. (laughs) I wrote down, the way that they did these punch-ins so heavy-handedly, in some cases they do the the um the Ferris Bueller where they punch into the face and then the George Sherat Sunday in the park, and then it's a little bit closer on the return, and then uh-huh. a little bit closer, 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 closer. But they're doing it with like like a mural on the side of the wall of Willy's Wonderland. So it's like I was like, it's very heavy-handed. You can tell that this person who wrote the script just really likes movies. You could tell he didn't major in English, and he is not going to get the keys to the East of Eden relook. <laughs> That's your uh, that that was good, Jeff. <laughs> you buzzing for that? Yeah. <laughs> Look, man, the okay. only thing that confused me—the only thing, yeah—I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, whoa. everything Pretty made cool. everything made sense to me up until. Did you guys think it was weird that she leaves with him? 
that they like she's like a 15 no, year old right I and she's supposed to I, be I, in high school okay yeah fair. That's, that's, i thought that's, it was a little weird because she okay. was she she was an actress who was the actress presents as as of age i well huh. i i thought it was weird and then i like i again i went to like virginia and spent some time with my nieces one of them who is hooked on an influencer who lives in California, owns her own house at 13, and her 26-year-old editor lives with her. She lives in her own house at 13. You mean those yeah. parents are taking that money, I'm saying. No, the, well, the, yeah, the parents live somewhere else, but, like, the editor lives, the 26-year-old editor lives in the house with her, and I'm like, okay, I guess this is what we do now. Jesus Like, is that well, the new normal? Or, or Dave, that is not the new normal, and I don't okay, think great. anybody listening to this podcast, they they assume there's some kind of contract written out. But but to, to your question, both of you, I guess, is... <laughs> If she was, I, I would get because her her mom is probably, or the person who's her guardian is probably no longer going to be protecting her because that's a storyline they decided to throw into this yeah, movie. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So she, this person's supposed to be in high school without a parent, and Nicolas Cage, despite the fact that we don't know anything about him, <laughs> other than he knows how to kill a stuffed animal, um, this <laughs> this girl needs a, a parent because they're not eighteen. But the problem is they present as eighteen, and so. Unfortunately for both the actress and Nick Cage, in my book, when they look at you and be like, "I need a father figure," it it, it could read it two different ways. I so mean, it yeah, was a little. I mean, it was a little on for the me. Cusp. For me, it was like I I need a a parental figure, um, yeah. because the woman I thought was my parental figure actually had my parents killed. So I don't. I have no place to go right now at all. Can I come with you? Because you're. I don't know where you're going, but it's better than this. I'm all about show, don't tell. But I, I wish they gave me something. Be like, I have nowhere I, to go. No, I mean, all I, I need was, is I all I need is her to there. say. I was good I, at that. John, did you fill in the what? What blanks did you fill in with your with your just, mind was, that was influenced by other things? Buzz you preemptively. Or? I just thought that was a little <laughs> weird because I thought that this is. This is very deep, but I interpreted her like already, like she was the leader of this group of younger people in town who clearly yeah, had she's, all she's been ready to go. attacked in some way or had some kind of bad experience there or knew someone who did. So like the kids, you know, I, know, I realize you're saying they're older teenagers. They were trying to kind of take care of it themselves. They were trying to burn down Willie's Wonderland. Mm. So when she achieves that, basically at the end, all the others get killed. But when she achieves that, I kind of uh, interpreted that as like, there goes her last shred of innocence she has destroyed the thing that destroyed her childhood. And now she's like kind of a grown up in her own way. It just seems yeah. like a little bit. Now she's running. She's running off with a guy from Wild at Heart, but 30 years <laughs> but later. 30 years later. <laughs> it, just felt, it just felt a little strange. I guess that there's a tiny little clip in the very I, last part of this movie. I was on board until Jeff made it creepy. I don't <laughs> It was a little creepy. Dave, it wasn't creepy. How have you not been creeped out in the past five minutes of us talking about the fact that this, this is a 22 year old actress who's pretending to be 15 and looks at Nicolas Cage and be like, I will be your father figure. Put your love in Honestly, hands. In. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. But it, it didn't, again, I don't think that took anything away from. I can't buzz Jeff for singing on the podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Just for singing that. George Michael. Um, well, okay. There's a lot else. That, there's a lot of other things to talk there, about. There, but let's, there is, yeah. There's a there's a lot of good things. Like let's talk about like, the fun. The yeah. funny thing is, I didn't. I this movie doesn't suck. No, like not I had at some all. issues with the color. I had some issues with the cinematography. I I didn't not have fun watching this, and I wish I was like I, realistically. I watched this by myself. I wish I was with a group of five or six friends where we could sit there and go, oh, when like you know yeah. shit happens. Like that. That's, that's how that's this movie's saying, meant yeah. to be received. Yeah, I'll echo that. I. I uh and I've made this 
point before on this podcast. I do not like movies like this. I don't seek out what I could consider like campy, cheap horror slasher movies. It's just not, I, yeah. I, I appreciate that that group of fans loves these movies. I don't care for them, but this was a fun one. Uh, that being said, I agree with Dave completely. I did laugh by myself. You know, I was, I was enjoying myself once or twice, and, and yeah. laughing. I think I may have like texted you guys at once while I was watching it, but I know this is probably going to be more fun to watch with some people. So yeah, you know, in, in the now, spirit I mean, of that, now that we can, <laughs> Yeah. Get your groups together and sit down and watch this. Aircrafts. The first one, uh, the flamingo is the first one to come alive. And I wrote that, like, maybe they could have introduced that a little better. But then immediately you have Nicolas Cage punching a flamingo in the face. So, like, I think that's pretty it's funny. It's a fucking ostrich. <laughs> is it? I thought the first one was a it's flamingo, a, too. I, I'm pretty sure and it was I thought an he was an ostrich. The last, the last It's called Aussie. Is... Yeah, but they said he was a rat, <laughs> even though he was six feet tall and had a thin neck. Ugh, He's anyway. a rat? Oh, he was supposed to be a rat? They said they said he was a rat. Yeah. Let's spoil this real Dude, fast. The al- let's spoil the alligator this. was awesome. <laughs> the alligator we can't even awesome. we can't even spoil it because no, let's spoil this really quickly. This is hilarious. This is enough of a group. reason to watch this movie. The reason that these robots kill people is because this was a legitimate animatronics like kids' birthday place, and I used to go Chuck to one e. of those. There was like an off-brand said- Chuck E. Cheese, but did we say yeah. how they actually? turn into the killer robots did we clarify that specifically i i I briefly mentioned it earlier but go 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 for it so a guy who who worked there who apparently was a serial killer killed children he was uh the town got on to him that kids starting disappearing and stuff so when the authorities finally get on to him and they break in uh in the party room or the fun time room or whatever him and his followers commit suicide in some satanic ritual and their souls get transferred into the animatronic robots so these are animatronic robots with serial killer souls inside them i mean i'm gonna look past the fact that that's (laughs) not how that's not what satanic rituals do but let's let's all of it that's what i'm saying all of it just i mean everything right there like that how does that not make you smile that just i mean it just just sounds ridiculous yeah Jeff, what else? You had, you had something written down. You said you had a couple more things. Let's talk, bring me, give me something specific. Let's talk about something. something uh, there's a gorilla fight in the bathroom, which is pretty good. Or in the bathroom <laughs> with the light coming out. And then they go stall to stall to stall and they can't find the gorilla. And then the gorilla comes in and yeah, the gorilla swings down, down from above. Cause yeah. I mean, God, for God's sake, look up people. A, oh, oh, I wanted to know this. How much is it to have free bird in your movie? Yeah, oh. wow. I yeah. thought the same thing when that came on. I was like, whoa, that's the most expensive thing in this movie. Who did Who did Nicolas Cage it, go do it? Okay, who, yeah, who's, I was going to say, who's depends who's on the other birthday, end of the phone. Whose who child's that? birthday party did he show up to to get free bird in this movie? Seriously. <laughs> and honestly, that, that kind of distracted me a little bit just because there was no other the music version. like that. I just thought it was a little bit like, why are you using this super famous song that like now I'm aware? <laughs> I mean, I, I know not, ev- not everybody... Um, thinks about the the cost of the soundtrack, yeah. but but anybody who likes movies knows that Freebird's expensive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I, I worked on a film once that had I think it was eight eighty songs in it, and the the distribution budget for that was over a million dollars. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. Anyway, um, Willie's fucking Wonderland, you guys. Nick Willie's Cage Wonderland does it again. Total, he pumps like one hit. of these out a year. <laughs> and I know what you mean, and Jeff. He, like, he seems you to, want to talk about like the movie? Yeah, let's stop talking about Nick Cage. But like, 
you can't like, and I think the directors, the filmmakers, the actors who are in there with them, when they make a movie at this level and Nick Cage is in it, they know that people are going to come up to them and say, you were in that Nick Cage movie, right? Yeah. Like that's, well, that. that's, <laughs> like that's the thing. Like a lot of these guys at first were probably like, Hey, we've got the role in this film. It's going to be a cool horror film. Wait, they've got Nick Cage. Fuck. Now it's a Nick Cage. Now it's a Nick Cage. Not only is, first of all, he's an it's Oscar not my winner. Big break anymore. He's an Oscar yes. winner, and he's deservedly he's, he's, too. He is a good actor. Is We've a all seen movies where there. he really fucking brought it. And you know what? I feel like when he's on set, there's something that happens. There's a difference between the A-lister who like is is an A-lister, and then an A-lister who like wants to be a legacy. I feel like Nick Cage really does want to be legacy. So I think it was you, Dave, that said he's he's behind camera a lot. I yeah. think he really does want everybody on set to not only feel like making movies is good because he knows how hard it is. He knows that like he shows up and set and like the worst case scenario. Yeah, he's, he's, he's one of those persons that like people that is like a help on set. I, I bet you, or like if anything else, to your production, just, if you get him, you know that every person on the set is going to tell their friends that they worked with Nicolas Cage and they're going to ask, what was it like to work with Nicolas Cage? And you can either answer, it was kind of shitty or I didn't see him. Or you could sit there and say, you know what? This guy knows everything about movies, and yeah. I just feel like he likes movies. And because I mean, he was on set and he had a good time hanging also, out with us. Also, he's a draw. I watched Jujitsu because Nick Cage was in it. The first time they, there's, I mean, he knows what he's doing, guys. There is a shot at the beginning of this because they kind of don't quite show you his whole face. They're kind of revealing body parts after his car, like the tires get busted and he gets out and he's looking yeah. at it. And then a truck starts coming down the road, and Nick Cage turns and looks up in Wait. a close up. And it wait, is- wait, before that happens, they stand there in the horizon, like the, his shadow goes from one side to the other. I'm like, did he just stand there like the for fucking the entire for six, for <laughs> yes, six yes, hours? He did, he did like, do that. Yeah. <laughs> but that close-up dude, when he just looks right past the cannon and the, it's, they're just coming in and pushing him, he, has, he knows exactly what movie he's in. I laughed out loud every time they would cut to his close-ups and he was just doing something stupid and ridiculous, but it was smart. There was he, It was such an awareness. Anyway, I love that. I love that this went this way because, like, I was expecting to some heavy heat for suggesting this Look, movie. But I, yeah, you, you, you kind of mentioned it with Neon Maniacs. Anyone who doesn't remember, uh, we did talk about that on uh, on uh, the Halloween episode. I think I was frustrated watching Neon Maniacs. That one didn't work for me. Yeah. This one yeah. was not frustrating to me. No, it was just so silly. I don't know. I think I enjoyed the silliness. Maybe Neon. I think I in, intention comes through. Yeah, Neon Maniacs really wanted to be a great horror movie. This knew exactly what it was, and you see that when you watch it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. And not to mention, Dave. did anybody else go to one of those? I know I said it, but did you guys go to one of those cheap animatronics places when you were kids? Chuck E. Cheese, not just ones. Chuck oh, E. Cheese, I've, yeah, like I've the weird ones, from, like I've, the ones that I've are been like to a local. Yeah, fucking DC terrifying, dude. They are no, always we have scary. In, we have a couple of them in Australia too. Yeah. <laughs> Not cool. So I totally get it. I want to go to the Australian ones. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I really, I really want to see those animatronics that are. There, there's one. There's one that just like goes does two moves over and over again or something. Yeah, that, you go go to the Wolf Creek animatronic show. <laughs> you guys, we should have gotten some some punch soda for this episode. Drank yes. it, oh, drank yeah. it throughout, and turned into animatronics. All right. Um, oh God, we, we just, would never sleep. We, we all had a busy week, so we gave a bunch of suggestions during our Space Jam episode, but thank you all for sticking with us. It is now our time to share what we've been watching or any suggestions since I didn't watch anything besides these two movies this week. Dave? <laughs> um, no, I, I pretty much... Uh, the only thing I did start watching 
Um, has have you guys caught the animated Harley Quinn? No, uh, I've actually seen it, but on I saw HBO that it was... Max. Right. I started watching this because I'd never in like it. It's got um, like basically a lot of people may not know who it is, but so Penny from Big Bang Theory is doing Harley Quinn. Um, the guy, one of the guys from iZombie, the the scientist from iZombie, is doing Scarecrow. It it is the most brutal fucking cartoon i've ever seen in my life they're dropping f-bombs left right and center it's hilarious is it a show it is what it's yeah it's an animated show they're two seasons in they're about to get a third it's it's well worth a look wow i'm right. i'm like five episodes in i can't stop watching the damn thing oh animated yeah. harley quinn I've harley got, quinn i've got nothing you guys i, I jeff and i we're, we're I am. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give one. Suggestion. I started watching Blind Spotting, which I. I can't ah. quite. I have you. Have you watched it, Dave? Is that? Uh, hang on. Blind Spotting is the show. It just came out. Well, it was based on With the movie. The tattoos? No. No. Oh, the. They're in San Francisco. The 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 friend is going to the jail, or he just. And nope, then, um, I have no idea. And it's it's the it's the criminal justice system from like a white versus black perspective from Oakland. And oh w. no! Diggs I thought it was. Hamilton I thought it was something it else. Um, and I. <laughs> think uh helen hunt is in it but i haven't gotten to her being in it yet it's very stylized almost like strangely choreographed but i am on tiktok because i teach younger people and also it's they they know i only like um golf and cat videos so i'm on tiktok and i can see the stylization working i'm not quite there yet but i can see i can see it maybe mm. working so check I was back on tiktok in. for 30 seconds are you saying a shot like a tiktok video <laughs> well i'm just saying it's choreographed and stylized in a way that popular videos you can tell have that have polished you can tell people like worked hard for this minute it's not just like it's either real life like somebody fell off a mountain and everybody's watching it like oh that sucks or it's like somebody spent way too much time for this 30 second dance you know what i mean <laughs> um yes so it's 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 just it's 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 too choreographed for me right now but i'm wondering if i get used to the format i'll appreciate it more because we've had a realism phase that I feel like is starting to find its way out the door, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. Okay. Anyway, blind spotting. I'll check back in. I'll, maybe I'll watch more episodes next week. All right. Th- that's it for me. We're going to be in the Matt and Mark mm. movie show talking about Space Jam. We have our own Space Jam episode that we just released, so you can go into your feed and find Hopefully that. Hopefully you've heard that already. Hopefully you've heard that already. People, come on. Subscribe. Listen to us as we come out. Let's do it, people. Yes. That's it. We'll talk to you soon next week. We're doing M. Night Shyamalan. I know all of you have been asking for more M. Night Shyamalan from us. (laughs) (laughs) This is the twist. (laughs) We're doing, we're going to do old. Because old is coming out. out. If you haven't seen the trailer, go to the movies. Yeah. If you haven't seen the trailer, it's probably because you're too busy watching Snake Eyes trailers. Because fuck those marketing guys. (laughs) Holy hell. Like, we're up to trailer eight. They released another trailer today. (laughs) I'm fucking pissed about this. Like, stop bombarding me. I've seen the whole fucking movie. They got work to make their money back now after paying all the trailer makers. Okay. (laughs) We're watching old. And then for, uh, should have seen that by now, we're going to do The Village, people. The Village, which is right when M. Night Shyamalan, people were like, is he good? Is he not? We're going to take another look at The Village. Let's go. Mm. Final thoughts. Dave, John, anything to say before we head out? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think you should uh, get a little drunk and watch Willy's Wonderland. Enjoy yourself. Yeah. HBO, I'm um, sorry. Hulu. 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 Check in next week, Phil Fan. See you soon.